Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Sweating my tits off. Oh, it's a hot day, baby. It's fucking warm. It is warm and it doesn't get cooler. I don't, I don't even know where this has come from. The last one I was aware we were told the the people on the TV told us that there was it was going to be really hot, and then yeah. maybe it's because I haven't watched the TV, but nobody warned me that it was going to get this warm again. It's um, it's unpleasant. Uh, I had no idea either. I'm pretty sure it's just like come out of the blue. And the problem is, is that it's not quite as hot as before, but it's substantially hot enough for it to be uncomfortable, and it's also for a longer period of time. Do you know what I mean? Like the last time we had a heat wave, it was like 40 degrees, but it was 40 degrees for like a day. Now it's like 35 degrees for like five days. And for some people, they're going to think this is the most amazing thing in the world. When you are someone like me, who is practically allergic to the sun and lives in a flat that I kid you not, makes saunas look like an icebox, it's a big problem. So, uh, yeah, Scott, I feel you. I feel you this week. I feel you this week. I was in a sauna earlier this week and, um, well, last week, and the sauna was more comfortable. I felt happier in the sauna than I, I feel do like this. that's a mental thing, though, isn't it? Like, people obviously compare, oh, my flat's like a sauna or my house is like a sauna or whatever. It's like, well, no, because when you're in a sauna, you're probably, like, sat there in your swim shorts. You're trying to have a relax and it's probably part of, like, a spa day or something like that. And you're kind of in, like, a bit of a zen situation. Like, when it's just really fucking hot, you're trying to put the washing out whilst also trying not to sweat over the newly cleaned washing which is the experience yeah. that I had earlier on today. So well, like, it's a very yeah. different mindset, isn't it? Like you're trying to, and it's also for a longer period of time. Like if it's just really hot wherever you are, you're there in it for hours. Whereas a sauna, you're kind of going mm. there for 20 minutes, have a bit of a sweat, and then you go in a cold shower afterwards. I feel like we probably went over all this that on the last time it was hot. We always talk about the weather. The I don't UK, think there's a week that we haven't like talked about the weather. It's just hot. Do you know what the funny thing is? We checked the weather forecast yesterday, and of course, what was meant to happen on Friday, day of the wedding? Rain. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, Typical. Yeah. Not anymore, thankfully. That's changed. But it, it, it feels like you go into a steam room, and I, I don't like steam rooms. I feel really clammy and horrible. That right. That is what I feel like. Going into a sauna, it's like a dry heat. You kind of sit there, and you kind of, I'm like, actually, I can kind of live with this. This isn't too bad. But it's just everything's sticky. I don't like it. It's horrible. Right, so it's UK shit weather. Anyone listening to this podcast, um, Scott will be on your back if you describe your living dwelling as a sauna. You now need to describe it as a steam room instead. Um, it's mm-hmm. inaccurate if it's a sauna. If it's a steam room, yes, you're doing please be okay. Specific. Be, yeah, be specific with the uncomfortable heat that you're dealing with. But... Um, other than the heat, I feel like, and to be fair, we're moaning. I mean, guarantee this time next year, Scott, we'll probably have really shit weather and we'll be like, oh, UK never gets hot weather because we'll just completely forget the fact that 2022, we've actually had a summer. So I, I feel as if like, yeah, we're just, we're, we're being grumpy old men here on the podcast and uh, um, it's unnecessary. So we'll, we'll switch things back to, to trainers, to, to sneakers, as we normally should do in this uh, on this podcast. Um, we've had another day since we last recorded, Scott. Uh, obviously, by the time this episode releases, um, Sneakers Day would have been a week ago, 
Um, but obviously you and I haven't had a proper sit down chat about Sneakers Day since it happened. It happened on what, Monday the 8th and we are recording on Friday the 12th to put things into perspective and time frames for everyone that's listening. So it's been what, four or five days since we've had Sneakers Day. Um, how did you find it? How did you spend your Sneakers Day? You're on uh, school holidays at the minute, so I'm surprised you weren't glued to your phone, just like trying to find all these scratchy bits and trying to buy shoes. Um, I don't think I went on my phone once. Oh, really? I genuinely, I, I mean, granted, it was Rose's birthday the same day. Um, oh, we okay. So you've got things, an excuse. It, it wasn't even that though. It was just, I don't know. I just didn't have an interest in it. I don't know if it's because mentally I was like, I'm not buying anything. Yeah. There's no point me looking at this because I was like, I'm not buying anything. It, which is it? It's kind of slightly sad because I mean the the Air Max ones are very nice. Even though very, I think very good. I said last week, the tumbled leather it's not for me. If it was a smooth leather, slightly different. The obviously the Canyon um, purple Jordan fours released. Everybody seems very impressed with those. Um, everybody that's got them seems to have liked them, which I was I was surprised at because. It's a very long-haired purple suede. It looked a bit shaggy, and I thought it might put some people off, but people seem to like it. The yellow toes, the taxis, that's the upsetting one, because that shoe was teased years ago, probably about two years ago now, and there was a, what is now obviously known to be a fake pair, but there was a review online by a very, very famous and very credible sneaker YouTuber um, who did a review on them and basically said they are one of the best Jordans to release, period. End of story. Quality-wise, colour blocking, everything. That shoe never materialised. The review no longer exists online. It has disappeared because obviously the pair was a fake. But ever since that review, I was like, I need this pair of Jordans. But since then, my, say my love for Jordans, I think that's incorrect, but my need to buy Jordans has dipped significantly. Yeah. So I don't really, when I saw the releases, I was like, they're all good shoes, but I don't have this urge to be like, I need to get them, I need to get them, I need to jump. Right. So I think, to me, Sneakers Day was, because, and this is it, everyone says, is it product, is it community? You know, we all want something, um, we're there to buy shoes, and it just wasn't. But I will say, credit to Nike and Sneakers, Android now gets lives. Sorted. So I could watch it, because um, that would have been the first complaint. But yeah, it, it just wasn't... And all of the reviews that I saw, people talking about stuff, no one seemed particularly impressed by everything that was going on. I don't think anybody said it was particularly bad, but I don't think anybody was kind of blown away by it either. I think I don't know whether people's expectations have just dropped considerably, or if it was if it is genuinely just a bit meh now. I don't, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an all right showing from Nike, to be honest. I didn't get to watch a lot of it because I was working and mm. I had meetings and things like this. But I did try and like dip in and out at certain points. Um, I liked the fact that there were several um, like sneakers lives over the course of the day. Um, Will and Az are such good hosts and they kill it every single time. So shout out to those two. Mm. Um, I really like the fact that right at the beginning of the day, they didn't fuck around and they just got product to people instantly. Like I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure by yeah. eight, I'm pretty sure by like eight, nine o'clock in the morning, there was the um, picture that if you scratched off, you got 
um, access to the, the the Purple Canyon fours. So straight away there was an opportunity for people to try and buy that shoe. Um, and I did the classic like let's see if it works and like scratched it off. It came up oh exclusive access, well done, blah blah blah. Of course I didn't buy them, so I just wanted to kind of see whether they were an instant sellout <laughs> or whether they hung around for a bit. They kind of hung around for a couple of minutes, like when I was there, but they did very, very quickly um, sell yeah. out. Uh, I think I kind of like pondered it a minute, whether to just grab a pair for someone, quickly went to look at a couple of group chats. By the time I'd looked at the group chats and seen who was interested, they'd gone. So there, it was a couple of minutes, but nonetheless, it was good. And then, of course, over the course of the day, I like the fact that different releases dropped at different times. You had the Air Force Ones, you had the Air Maxes. Again, they had um, exclusive access to the Taxi Jordan Ones. Um, you also had another round of being able to purchase the uh, Purple Canyon Jordan 4s through the picture. Um, so I, I do like the fact that they gave plenty of opportunity Um I know there's always going to be a debate when it comes to like Air Max Day and Sneakers Day and things like this of like, oh, should they be bringing out new products or should they be bringing out um, kind of retros and things like this? Uh, like I said, I quite liked the offering that they were giving. A lot of people were really excited for the taxis. Most people are saying the quality is really good. I've seen a couple of QC issues here and there on all of the pairs. Um, I think I've seen some people with the suede being a little bit shit on the fours. I've seen some people with the stitching not being very, very good on the uh, Air Maxes. I've seen people with, like, the swooshes not quite being right on the Jordans. But, again, when you're producing that number of anything, you should expect. And, I mean, it's quality control on Nike at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Like, most of us kind of expect this is going to happen now. Um, but overall, I, I was quite impressed. Um yeah. I think the bit the biggest thing is obviously the week prior to this episode we were talking about Yeezy Day and I do think that if we are putting the two together sneakers day one um, we got kind of three to four good shoes out to the public in different ways it was entertaining and if you compare that to Yeezy Day where there was disappointment of turtle doves there were kind of average shoes being raffled off for way too long of a period of time there was no lives or no interaction um it, it did seem like actually sneakers have won this year and uh obviously we, we weren't saying that prior to the last two weeks yeah i i think you know the past couple of years yeezy day has trumped sneakers day quite comfortably the past couple of years this year, I've got to give it to Nike. I think Sneakers Day was better than Yeezy Day. I think it was more coherent. There was a good balance between community engagement in terms of the lives and in terms of products being given out. Like It was product that people wanted as well. I think with yeah, Yeezy, that's the big difference. There, was, there was so much product. And it all sold out, don't get me wrong, because people still want Yeezys, regardless of what everyone says. They still sell out. But this was specific night products that people did actually want and it was new product as well i think if you you know if you're looking at re-releases retros etc air max day is where you're going to get that yeah, the yeah. celebration of air max rather than sneakers i think at some point you will get some nice re-releases on sneakers but at the moment not i think the tax season that you like to say it's probably been about two years since that yellow toe was seen so it, there's been a consistent kind of hype and kind of mystique around it. So for it to release, is, I think it's it was a smart move. Um, the Air Max ones, good. There was something for everybody. You know, yeah, some was. people are into their runners, Air Max. Some people are into their Jordans, taxis, 
Jordan 4s, you know. And, and, pe- and, and the Air and Force the Air as well. Force. Like People that don't like highs, you've got the low with the Air Force as well. And there yeah. are some people that just love Air Forces as well. I do think they did kind of tick all of the boxes. And with that as well, they weren't stupid. Like, obviously, 1s and 4s, massive at the minute. Um, you can celebrate the Air Force with an anniversary. You can celebrate the Air Max with an anniversary. So not only are you giving an ode or a nod to the history of Nike, but you're also thinking about the modern day people that maybe don't give a shit about the fact it's an Air Force One anniversary. All they care about is that it's cool to wear beat up Air Forces or it's cool to wear Jordan Ones or it's cool to wear Air Maxes. So I do think it was, um, there was an appeal to everyone. Um, Of course, there's always going to be some people that aren't 100% happy, but uh, overall, like I said, I think in the grand scheme of things, I think people do build these days up massively. Um, And I don't think that it's people... I think people build them up so much in their head that they think it's going to be an amazing day and then they have massive disappointment. But there's also people that just assume it's going to be shit because they've been disappointed in the past. And I think the best way to think about it is like you kind of need to sit in the middle. Do you know what I mean? Like don't think it's going to be this all almighty great day, but also don't think it's going to be shit. And if you kind of have this expectation that it might be kind of cool, you seem to walk away with like it being an all right day. Mm. Yeah. Uh, plus, I, I think... There was a lot of stock of these shoes. Yeah, yeah a lot of people went like, away happy. Scratchaways. There was a time when scratchaways were a myth. Like, if there was ever a scratchaway, you didn't have a hope in hell of getting anything from them. But the, I mean, the Jordan Fours. I know loads of people. I got people that doubled up on them yeah, because yeah. different people got them and stuff. So, yeah, I think there was there was good stock for good products. In addition to the lives, in addition to the live music that obviously was going on as well. I think it was good if you have the ability and you have the time and you want to sit and, you know, watch something on your phone all day. Fantastic. And I there were a lot of people that went down to the London yep. um, event um, and saw Fabio was there, um, Mr. Jibbles, East London Edit, loads of people that we kind of know were down there kind of being involved and talking to people. And yeah, really good. Um, I, yeah, I think Sneakers Day hit the right tone. Um, this yeah. year and I think if they can continue with this and like I say kind of taper expectations um, to find this kind of nice middle ground I think um, they're on to a winner because I think the easy day kind of fumbled the ball this year so yeah Nike picked it up and ran with it and fair play to them yeah they did alright they were opportunistic uh, this year um, and I also think that Nike just have a little bit to prove um, as much as they're always the top dogs and they probably always will be the top dogs um, they have had a last however many years of Yeezy nipping at their toes obviously maybe not so much in recent years more recently you've got New Balance and people saying about how amazing New Balance mm. is and there are people that are no longer wanting to support Nike um, so I do think yeah. as if like I think Nike have maybe had a little bit of a reality check and since the new uh, the New Balance hype has increased and things like this we've seen really good collaborations we've seen really good releases we haven't seen mm. as much shit stuff um and like i said they've been they, they've been able to produce a decent air max day and a decent sneakers day like overall we i think they've yeah. done all right this year it felt sneakers day in particular um it felt like there was some serious thought that went behind it whereas in previous years it almost felt a bit there was a bit of an arrogance there in terms of we're Nike, it's sneakers, we can do, a we can day. do what we want, and it people will lap it up regardless. And this year it felt like 
no, there was we're going to make the event open to the community in the cities. Granted, obviously, it's always the same cities, which is kind of frustrating, but understandable. Um, and then the day was well planned out. The products and the release of the product was well thought out. It wasn't just, we're going to blast everything 8 o'clock in the morning. You know, there was some at 12.30, there was some at 3.30, really like there that. was some the scratch away first thing. And it was products that the, the people and the community wanted. It wasn't like... Here's a shoe. Because what what have we had before? We had a uh, leopard print Harachi. Oh, last year's... Uh, I can't remember it, whether it was Sneakers it was Day. It must have been Sneakers Day. Last year's Sneakers Day was dog shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it was just pointless last year. No one wanted anything from last year's drop. Unless I'm missing a big release that I can't think about right now. But all I remember is those dodgy Harachis and everyone just saying, like, this is a joke. Um, and like yeah. I said... People were genuinely, after Sneakers Day, thinking, oh my God, there are four pairs of shoes here that I want. I can only afford one or two. How how am I possibly going to pick? Like, there were people with genuine, like, conundrums of, like, what on earth do I mm. purchase because there's so much that I want? Um, and yeah. again, like I said, there's, there's there was something for everyone. So I think overall, congratulations, Sneakers. Yeah. You've done all right. It, it felt... It felt You've good. Done good. It felt well thought You've out. Done good. And it felt like they, they, yeah, they smashed it this year. So fair play to them. Well done. Well done, Nike. Um, Scott, I have to do a weekly check-in up to the wedding. Obviously, by the time this episode uh, releases, um, you will be getting married in less than a week. I realised I got my dates mixed up last week and I was pretty sure... I th- uh, I'm i pretty sure I thought you were getting point. married this Friday and you're not. It's next Friday. Um, how are no. we feeling? Everything prepared? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, at this point um, next week, I will be very drunk and, yeah, married. So that's an interesting thought. Yep. But um, on that note, I think we should probably say there won't be an episode next no week. Episode. If you're expecting an episode next week, like, no, <laughs> it's not happening. We, we do our best, but um, there's bound to be some gaps here and there. And I feel like this is a pretty good excuse. Yeah. Um, so there we, we are. We put so much pressure but, on ourselves yeah. for about a year to do an episode every <laughs> single week and I feel as if the minute we dropped the ball and didn't do the episode on what I think it was like 82 or whatever it was episode 82 I feel as if we now understand that we are human beings and we're allowed to drop weeks and I think if anything um, Scott being married is, is, is going to be a big one I think I'm going to come up to yours on Thursday night when we normally record but mm-hmm. we're going to have some drinks and chill out and things like this before the wedding Friday wedding and then uh Obviously, there's no hope in hell that I want you to be recording a podcast over the weekend because I want you to celebrate and spend time with your wife. So um, oh, yes. so that's definitely a big no-no. Scott, I have finally worked out what shoes I'm going to wear, though. I'm not buying any new sh- uh, shoes no, for on. your wedding because, um, quite frankly... I wouldn't expect it. Well, no, even if you did expect me to. Even if the listeners expected me to, I'm not doing it. I'm too cheap these days. I'm too broke. Um, but I did have a little reassess of the shoes that I had in my wardrobe, and uh, I did a little bit of a DIY... Um, situation earlier on in the week and I think I've managed to come up with the conclusion that I'm going to wear the S&S Forum Lows to your wedding. Nice white all leather shoe, little bit of suede on the toe, you've got some sail in there for the vintage hits, obviously you've got kind of like the crocodile texture on the sides but I did a little bit of DIY, I chopped off the strap. Instantly that shoe looks so much better without a strap. Like I've been, I've been rocking the strap for so long and it makes the top look so bulky. The minute you take the strap off, it's like, yep, cool. That is now just a clean white 
shoe and the gold SNS logo. Um, so I think that's probably the trainer that I'm going to wear. Um, I know I don't have to wear trainers Good to a show. wedding, but I feel like I want to because this is probably the one wedding that I'm expected to wear trainers. So I'm going to take full advantage yeah. of it. I mean, the expectation for me, there's no expectation on anybody really, but I, th- I feel like everybody else they now know you as the guy I do a trainer podcast yep. with. So there would be expectation that yeah. one, I am wearing trainers and two, the other, my friends, my groomsmen were like, Oh, um, you know, brown shoes or black shoes with the suit. And I said, well, whichever, whichever you've all got. And I mean, I, I'm assuming they're smart enough to realize that I am going to be wearing trainers. Um, they, they might not have realized, but I will be wearing trainers. Yeah. I won't be wearing um, dress shoes with it. But um, yeah, I think uh, the only issue that I've encountered, or I've been told anyway, is some of Verity's bridesmaids, the younger ones in particular, the teenagers um, that are there, um, they've seen what we're wearing on our feet Uh and now want to be wearing very similar. So Verity's mum very kindly offered to buy um, the two bridesmaids who are her um, nieces, I will buy you shoes for the wedding to which they started sending through shoes that they wanted to wear for the wedding. And I just got a message just saying, I blame you. It's like, thanks. Uh, what have they gone for? Yes. Um, um, they want Jordans. This is the thing. They want, they want Jordans, Jordans. But all the Jordans, that, all the Jordans they're sending through are gone. They are in oh, the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. So, if, so it's going to be resale. So I think one of them is a size six, which is doable. There seems yeah, yeah, to be yeah. a lot of sixes appearing. Um that we kind of get offered because lots of people we know have small feet, clearly. Um, but yes, the other one is slightly a bit smaller, so is in child sizes. But yeah, they are uh. looking at shoes that are very nice, but they are one mids and two very expensive. Oh, no. So yeah, that's um, so they might have to. You're almost be you. You guys are being influences in a negative way, but. Um... But it, it, it might it might yeah. change I might change my mind between now and the wedding. Right now, as of recording of this podcast, we're it's going with shout. the SNS forums, which I think is going to be the classy uh, choice. Um, the alternative mm-hmm. choice is to maybe do something that is more um, uh, personable to the podcast. At one point, I was thinking the Hanamis. At one point, I was thinking the Bacon Air Max Nineties. Um, less wedding acceptable, but more relatable to us in the sense of. Obviously, the Bacon 90 is very much a us shoe. Um, the Hanami was the shoe that brought this podcast together. Um, so there, there were a couple of options that I thought I could maybe well, throw out there. But I think I'm at this point, I'm thinking just classy, forum, nice. There plus, white leather. It means that if they get fucked, it doesn't matter. I need to, I need to clean a few days before. I'm going to start quite soon repelling the shit out of them with the Jason Mark because you say white leather, there's also a nice grey bit of suede that goes around the toe that True. I know is going to get True. covered in beer by the end of the night. So I'm thinking if I just repel the shit out of it, we'll be all right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Glad to hear everything's going good, mate. I just thought, seeing as this is the last opportunity for us to get an update on it, um, I thought I'd, I'd give the people what they want, which is, of course, story time with Scott every single week. But um, talking about story time with Scott, um, you have a shoe to talk about. It's obviously just us two. Bearing in mind, if you haven't worked out 23 minutes into a podcast, that it's just us. Something's wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, you've got a shoe to talk about, Scott. It's going to be few and far between moving forward, latest pickups, but you've got one to chat about. So, uh Hit me with your best shot, baby. I, I I shouldn't really have a pair in front of me. Um, as we said, it's few and far between. The the 
price of everything are going up and people spending money and we shouldn't but the price of this shoe means that it's quite nice yeah um because i managed to pick up and i'm i'm very glad that i did the conversations amongst us joe freshgood's new balance 574 mr 574 has another pair um but i'm i'm very impressed i'm very impressed they were quite easy to get as well offspring just sat there um quite nice they were all there and um i've now realized with the new 574s that i need an 11 and a half so oh, okay they're 11 sold that's fine it's something around the toe box i don't okay. know what they've done they look less um, the square old 574s were fine but for some reason and i think i found this with a black leather pair that i bought the, uh, probably about a year ago now and ended up sending back because for some reason around the toe box it was just yeah a bit pinchy um but these are lovely i mean the conversations amongst us is a bit of a background um it's kind of a project led by joe fresh goods but carried out by black souls yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, within new balance um basically giving a story an authentic story about the black experience and trying to kind of promote um kind of black creatives black designers etc um within the industry in particular within sneakers and joe fresh goods has looked to make kind of a product line of shoes and um apparel etc um to kind of celebrate this but yeah the, the shoe itself i mean it's the bone white is what they're calling it because it's not quite a white no. it's kind of a very much an off-white off-white leather that seems to be their um, signature color the, upper. the 550s and the 2002 yeah. are with the same color yeah so i mean supposedly it's meant to kind of look aged to kind of say that there has been a story there but at the same time it's designed to look better as it goes because it is a white leather we know if you look at air forces it doesn't matter what you do they will wear they will kind of start looking more and more aged but yes these are um in particular um the colors they've used they've done 574 they've done 2002r and they did a 550 as well all very similar um in particular the 2002r they use kind of the ripstop um upper which they've got on the 574 as well um with kind of canvas tongue and it's all essentially diff just different shades of sail you've got some nice tpu overlays that are also in kind of an aged um aesthetic and then on the back on one shirt it says conversations and on the other it says amongst us um they fit beautifully um and i say it's a 574 i mean they were 80 quid like that's very good 80 quid for for the quality so it's a classics model which as we said last week you kind of got three tiers you've got the sports you've got the classics and then you've got the legacy um so these kind of fall in the middle but in terms of the quality of the leather in terms of in general the design the thought into it it's just the nice touches kind of the conversations amongst us um, tag on the tongue the kind of the faded um, logo um, on the tongue tab it's just a very well thought out well designed shoe and it's it's just so nice i mean i do feel i know we take the i take the piss out of you for loving gray and sale shoes but i've if i'm looking at my favorite shoes at the moment bad bunny response uh, uh... uh the is adidas zx8000 qualitat uh -oh. Joe Fresh Goods conversations amongst us. New Balance. Uh, yes. Oh. Still does seem to be, but it's just it's so clean. I know, I know. It's just, I mean, I'm not putting sale laces and everything just yet, but you just in terms of, in terms of the price, in terms of the design, the quality, 
I think it's hard to go wrong. I think like we we just said about Nike and all of these shoes and they were coming out and they're all very good. But I mean, the Jordan 1 was £165. That's a massive increase from what it used to be. The Jordan 4 was £180, something like that. Or sorry, £179.95. And then you've got kind of whatever the Air Force 1 was and the Air Max was what, 150 160 you are getting similar quality for 80 quid. And it's a Joe Fresh Goods collab, which everybody is kind of going after at the moment. It's just, it's fantastic. I, I also love the box. I mean, I know they all come with it, but the yellow box with the black lid is very nice. Um, and it's just the little touches on the inside of the lid, designed and created by Joseph Robinson and the team at Black Associates at New Balance. It's There's just so, a very nice story to tell. Um, from it all and yeah it, it's just it's good the the aging even on the kind of the outsole kind of pre-aged outsole lots of detail lots of quality 80 quid it was hard to say no it was you've done all right there mate nice looking shoe nice looking shoe you're right the shape of um those look quite nice i don't know if it's a new kind of changed shape that is the one thing that i do find mm. about a 574 is um Sometimes you can get a nice looking 574 and sometimes the toe can look a little bit bulky and that's yeah. my problem sometimes. That's the one that the, the one thing that I because obviously you and I are constantly having conversations like you love a 574. I always say that I'm too much of a snob for a 574, but there is a valid reason for me to say things like that because I do like shoes that are a little bit more pointier at the toe and I do find that some 574s look a little bit round and a little bit bulky by the toe. Um, and that yeah. puts me off. But yeah, like I said, the shape of the recent Bodegas look really nice. The shape of those look really nice. The shape of the recent Legacy pairs look really nice. So whether they've just given a kind of updated yeah. shape is it, it, yeah. it, it, it is a good thing. Um, like I said, 574 isn't a bad shoe when it's done right, but the problem is because it is one of the more budget models is you're more likely to hit... You're less likely to find a, a bad £200 shoe versus a bad... 80 quid shoe um, but that is a very very nice shoe i really really like i don't know why my favorite part of that shoe is the outsole with like the black with like the white scuff marks all over it i think that's just a really yeah. nice like age touch nice. to it so i think overall very very nice I, shoe and i think that will that will sit nicely in the collection yeah um comes with some bright blue spare laces yeah. and another pair of kind of sail and spare pair we won't um, trust your yeah, vision nice with your touches. blindness I think, yeah, I wouldn't. Um, but I, I will say that um, in terms of the collection they've done so far, I think this might be my favourite. I think the 2002R is lovely. I think the 2002R is lovely. Um, but I think the way that it's been done, you know, it's quite standout. It's quite it's quite obvious that you're wearing something different. Well, yeah, it's, I also the think they've, they've put the more yellow in that shoe. Like that, sh the, the 574 yeah. is just a sale shoe. Um, but... Yeah. When you look at the 2002R, around like the lining of the panels, it's got like a yellowy hint to it. So it's like it looks like it's very yeah. deliberately aged. 
whereas that one's yeah. a bit more subtly aged. I think the 550 is my favourite out of the packs so far. I think the can the that. canvas is really nice. I really, really like the canvas. I mean, not being funny, my favourite type of Jordan, and people are probably going to hate this, but my favourite type of Jordan at the minute is the AJKO. I really like the canvas on that shoe. Awesome. I nice must just, I must shoe. just have, I, I must just really like shoes that should be leather that are canvas. Like I said, I love the AJKO. Really, really like the Canvas 550. So uh, maybe that's just my jam. Yeah, I think it's just the, the the shape of the 550. I don't know why. I think there's, and I think to a degree, it's a bit of a kind of. Is this your snobbery a, coming? Kind of a vic- out? Vic- Actually, I think it's more of a victim of their own success, if I'm being honest, because I think there's been some absolute, some such good 550s that I look at them and I go, I don't know how this ranks compared to others. And I think in terms, like, I don't own any 550s and I don't really have any inclination to buy a 550. So in terms of the model, it kind of falls a bit for me. I think it's nice. Um, It's one of the better 550s by far. But yeah, I think for me, like, I'm a big fan of a runner. So for me, it was always going to be between the 2002R and this. And, and you're Mr. 574, so. It's it's subtle. It's very subtle. It's just nicely done. And yeah, I think uh, for me, this is, I was very glad. And for the price point, it's yeah. just, it's just silly. You can't to not, beat that. To have a Joe Fresh Goods collaboration for 80 quid is uh, quite a nice thing. Well, talking about New Balance collaboration, Scott, I'm going to move us on nicely to some questions this week. And that does actually lead me on nicely to our very first uh, question. From the baddest bitch on the planet. Hey, shout out Ryan, the bad bitch. Um, at RJOF89. Hello, Ryan. Love you. Um, inevitably, I'm going to get a message in like three to five days, basically calling me a bastard for calling him a bad bitch. So I thought I'd just say that I love you to make up for it at this point. Um, anyways, question from Ryan is, what is your favourite Teddy Santis New Balance shoe? Um, Scott, I've added a little layer to this because not only do I want us to pick our favourite Teddy Santis New Balance shoes, I also want us to pick our favourite Amy Leon door shoes, um, specifically New Balance. I thought basically rather than just talking about Teddy, let's have a little chat not only about Teddy but also ALD as well. Scott, I did spring this upon you like five minutes before recording, so I'm going to go first to give you a little bit of an opportunity to think. And uh, for me, my favourite Teddy Santis New Balance shoe to release so far is the shoe that I put in my top three for the year so far, the 990 V3 Sea Salt. Actually, we're kind of a similar colourway to the 574, maybe a little bit whiter, but a similar kind of colourway to uh, the uh, 574 that you've got there in front of you, Scott. Um, That kind Mm -hmm. of saily white upper, bit aged. I just think that shoe looks absolutely fantastic. The different textures on there with the leather and the suede and the new bucks and the uh, mesh just think it's absolutely fantastic um i do think that teddy has been going a lot down the route of the hairy suede at the minute and i'm kind of (laughs) i'm starting to get a little bit convinced that hairy suede is a cop-out and the reason i say that is because any shoe regardless of quality the minute you make that suede hairy it just looks nicer like it just looks better quality and i somehow think that hairy suede is it a way of brands giving us lesser quality that kind of makes us think it's better quality because it's hairy and looks nice? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know when you've got a smooth suede and you can feel how buttery it is? Um, it's very difficult to do that with hairy suede. So I'm starting to, as much as I love hairy suede, I think it can be overused. And I think for that reason, I really, really like this Sea Salt 990. It's absolutely fantastic. And um, 
for my ALD pairs, Scott, this one might come as a little bit of a surprise considering all of the ALD pairs that have come out. But there is one shoe in particular that I constantly find myself Googling and searching for on StockX and searching for on eBay and searching for on Depop that has just eluded me since it released. And every couple of months I get this urge of like, fuck it, should I just buy it? And that is the ALD times New Balance 827 in the white and multicoloured colorway um they released three 827s back in kind of early 2020 when the new balance train had just started going um they had an all white one with multicolored hits it kind of has blue reds greens yellows on the shoe they then had another one that was um kind of big white mesh but with uh, yellow and blue overlays and they had another one similar kind of kind of blocking but with red and blue overlays and that all white pair despite the fact that it's a very, just like it's a bad shoe to wear because it can very easily get dirty, I find myself going back to that 827 all the time. Um, I just think it looks bloody brilliant. So I think that has to be my favourite. Despite the fact that I own a couple of the 1300s, um, I do just think at this point, the fact that I can't get that 827 out of my head um, when I've forgotten the 993s, and I've forgotten the 550s and I've forgotten the 650s. That 827 keeps coming to my mind. So I think that has to be my favourite. No, I get that. Because um, the size were 827s, weren't they? The size pairs? Size is the 827, yeah. I really like yeah. So they used to have both pairs. The uh, Asta Florist um, used to have both pairs. Got rid of the blue. Still have the beige. Still love that shoe. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I find the 827 really, really comfortable. Um, is a little bit more kind of sporty in comparison to the others because it's a bit more of a modern uh, runner. I think it's like a 2000s runner rather than a 90s runner. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the 827. Yeah, I can uh, get behind that. I think, I'm, I mean, I'm surprised to a degree because, you know, the 550 is is so also good. I think the majority yeah. of people will go 550 when asked that question. What people forget as well is the earlier stuff. Like if you think about it, they do have a 990 V4 in the collection. Yeah. They have a 990 V2 in the collection that was just before they kind of got big as a New Balance collaborator. So like a lot of the probably older New Balance fans would probably say one of the earlier models. But like I said, for me, I kind of got really into New Balance smack bang in the middle. I got into New Balance before the 550s released and I got into New Balance after the 990s released. So for me, the 827 was the first ALD collaboration that I looked at and went, what on earth is that? Um, and like I said, missed mm. out on them when they first dropped. And I'm pretty sure since then, they're not hugely, like, they don't have a massive resale value. And they've probably gone down recently. But it is just a little bit more than I want to spend at the minute on a shoe, um, which is nothing. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for me at the minute, it's just like a shoe that it's not quite, it's always been a little bit out of what I really want to pay for it. Bearing in mind, I'm sure it retailed mm. at about 140 And I'm sure that, like, if I just quickly go on StockX now... And look at a pair in my size. Yeah, they uh, oh, to be fair, shit, they have gone up. I lie. Um, <laughs> in my size, the um, lowest ask is five hundred and seventy-seven quid. They weren't that high when I first looked at them, but yeah, like it's, it's just too expensive for me as a shoe. I do think the other ones are a little bit cheaper. I'm pretty sure, like the uh, yellow and blue, which is my second favourite, they're currently set at about two eighty. But still, that's still a lot of money yeah. for a shoe that retails at one forty. Like it's just silly money. So yeah. That, I'm, I'm probably never going to get it, but I really, really like that shoe. 
Yeah, no, that's uh, that's fair enough. I mean, yeah, good choices, very good choices. I mean, in terms of my favourites, in, in Teddy Santos, are we going with just ones that have released, or are we looking at some of the rumoured ones as well? Because some of those rumoured colourways are very nice. Well, what, what, what that, one are you picking? Um, was it? Well, I mean, the one that I'm not, I'm not actually tell has you caught off. my eye. The one that's caught my eye, I mean, obviously you've got that lovely Stray Rats inspired pair. Oh, which the purpley greeny pair. They're, they're, they're quite nice. The pair, um, funnily enough, Ryan actually sent to us, which was the is it the Teddy Santa Special Projects, the kind of the, the navy with the blue. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, like the Protection Pack very, 2.0. Like, very, very, very similar colours to the Protection Pack, and I'm a big fan of that shoe, so this is nice. But the one that... I still look at now um, and probably will look at and I think it's the it's the Teddy Santis colorway that I think people will relate most to Teddy Santis as a whole it's that initial grey pack you, 990 um, V1 by any chance oh it is indeed yeah. it's the I did think V1. that was going to be your yeah, answer I, I, I mean I've seen the 990 V1 and I saw the 990 V3 and the V3 is that hairy suede um, and I've had a few conversations with people that have picked up like the purple pair recently yeah the suede is so hairy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's you unbelievable. You could braid works. that shit. Yeah, honestly, the, the 1300s, mate, you walk down, like, sometimes you look behind you and there's little, like, speckles of green or pink behind you. Yeah, it is um, It is very, very hairy. But, yeah, no, I... Uh, that The 990 V1 um, in the kind of original grey colourway, whatever they call it, the... Uh, is it Marble Hairs? Yeah, Marble Hairs. Yeah, sure. Um, very nice. Very nice. Um, and in terms of ALD... You've not been There's you've not been sold that... on really any of the ALD pairs. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not a huge yeah, 550 mean... fan. Like I don't think there's any that no. you've like gone bonkers over. There's only been one pair that I've actively tried to buy. Um and there's still potential to get it at some point, but the price has gone up a little bit. Um that's the 1300s in the green beautiful shoe i really really like that shoe and when i saw it at yours yeah that was a pair that i was like oh oh like it's such a lovely shade of green the kind of the vintage such an underrated release from them as well like Massively. people looked past that shoe like in in my favor because like i said i bought both pairs for less than some people paid for one i think i got the pink pair for 80 quid on ebay That's like 84 <laughs> quid i think shipped which is silly yeah, it's insane. They're, they're both like both colorways are lovely. Um, but in terms of if I was like, which one am I wanting to buy? I've actively tried to buy that green pair. It is just a, a beautiful, beautiful shoe. So, yeah, that's um, that is my favorite um, ALD. I'm not going to argue that, with that it that is. I was going to I was going to pick that, but I think, like I said, the eight two seven because it's got the mystique of like being unattainable. I think that kind of swayed mm. it for me a little bit. But yeah, that 1300 pack um, is probably my second favourite. I would I find it very, very difficult to pick between the green and the pink. So there you go, Ryan. I hope you're happy. Continue being a bad bitch. Um, moving on, we are then going to... We have a question from uh, um, a, a regular questioner at this point, uh, Scott. And um, I do have to apologise to, to this particular listener uh, based on the fact <laughs> that we actually pronounced their name wrong uh, last week when we answered a question um, by them. Um, and that is who we pronounced uh, last time as 
Ollie Tilly is not Ollie Tilly. It is at Ollie Tiley. So Ollie Tiley, um, thank you very much for submitting yet another question. And the question we have here, I think it was originally asked to the Complex Sneakers podcast, I do believe. And now it's just been off because we're, we're bigger and better than them. He's asked it to us as well. Um, and that is, have well, you course. ever worn a shoe too big or too small? And why? Um, we had a little chat about this one before Scott and you weren't 100% sure whether or not you had an answer to this one so once again I'll answer this one so that you can kind of have a little think and, and get an answer sorted um, I have an example for both um, one of them is a more recent story um, a shoe that I purchased since the podcast and that is the Casablanca times New Balance 327 in the orange colorway um, shoe that I absolutely loved one of my favorite New Balances to release in recent years um, unfortunately in a nine and a half which is what I wear for a 327 the prices were a little bit silly I managed to come up with uh, a steal on eBay for a UK 9 so half a size too small but Jesus shit you realize half a size in that shoe and yeah the reason why I had it it was just because it was like either I don't get the shoe or I get the shoe because one was affordable and one wasn't wore it probably less than 10 times maybe five or six times all in all I wore it to Crep City with you Scott and it was kind of okay by the end of it it felt like it stretched out but by the time mm. I then put it on the next time I realized it might have just been the fact that I had quite sweaty feet that day maybe I don't know it's a bit gross but hey ho um but yeah like it just it, it, it did just feel like it was crushing my toes and I couldn't actually lace the shoe up um because of the fact that it was too tight and um I'm not one of these people that like wearing their shoes kind of like with the laces hanging out the side. I don't under I physically don't understand how people do that. Like it just irritates me that you can hear the lace flapping around when you walk. So I have <laughs> to have a shoe tied. And uh, yeah, that was just too small for me. I couldn't do it. So I had to get rid of those in the end. Too big. This is throwing back a story uh, to probably about 2013, 2014 um, days of uh, Rucksack Society. Shout out um, Aaron, Ben and Jake. And um, when the shop, so for those of you that don't know, Rucksack Society, when I used to live in Basingstoke, uh, was a shop that was run by a few of my mates, a bit of a streetwear store. Um, and I used to go there all the time um, when I was kind of like 18, 19 and just hang out of the shop of the weekends and things like this. And any money that I made from my part time job just basically got pumped into um their stock essentially and at the time it was an age where everyone loved a snapback scott everyone fucking loved a snapback it was the thing to have a wall in your bedroom with all different snapbacks uh, kind of hung up on your wall and i remember i went to the shop and there was a red and gold grizzly grip tape snapback that i'd bought and as I was kind of thinking of leaving the shop, they just stocked or started stocking Lakai skate shoes. And they had a pair of red and gold Lakai skate shoes that perfectly matched my hat. And I couldn't not buy them. I needed to walk out there with the white tee, the blue skinny jeans, red snapback, red trainers. Like I needed to be matching for that. Um, the only problem is they only had a UK 10, so uh, my foot was slipping around in there like a slip and slide. Um, but every time I wore the shoe, people gave me great compliments. So don't sleep on Lakai skate shoes and that particular red and gold. I don't know what the model was, but they were fucking great. Um, had, to <laughs> had to match the snapback. So that's uh, that's my small and my big. Uh, have you managed to come up? You don't have to do both, Scott. Don't worry if you can't think of it. I just happen to have a story for both. So... Any that you can think of, too big or too small? 
this thing, I don't actually... No, I've never bought anything that is... I've bought simply because that is the only size I had. I mean, to be fair, um, due to a big balls up from size, technically I did buy the wrong size of a shoe deliberately, but that's because I had no choice. I had to buy a size 10 instead of a size 11, which is obviously not comprehensible. But they were like, oh, they they come up a bit big. They did come up a bit big, but they were still incredibly snug. Um, So that was just because size messed up on a raffle um i did buy the for some obscure reason i think it's because my feet are very wise but it's it's difficult like i'm kind of i'm not really a 10 and a half i'm not really an 11 and 11 gives me more room but a 10 and a half is better around the toes but probably just a bit too narrow but I thought when I was getting into shoes, I had the opportunity to buy the Black Cement 3s and thought I can buy any size I want. I don't have to rush. I'll, let's try a 10 and a half. And I did. And only, what, I say recently, but it, it's taken a long time for that shoe to get to a point where I'm comfortable wearing it for a whole day without kind of right. blood dripping out my nice. ankles. It, it's quite bad, um, it, and it was very bad, very thick socks, plasters, etc. to stop. That was the point in that I realised I'm just an 11, I'm just going to buy 11s from now on because <laughs> it's comfortable. Um, but I've still got them, and I do still wear them because being leather, they do kind of stretch and kind of give a bit of space, and they're still fine, but they're definitely more on the snug side. Um, I know some people that buy shoes deliberately half a size, a size too small because they like it really tight. I don't understand that. It must be so uncomfortable. I've had to learn this the hard way with climbing shoes. I'm really sorry that I have to bring climbing into this because, um, quite frankly, I I love it. Scott, honestly, anyone that is listening to this podcast that doesn't climb, you're bloody idiots. I'm sorry. Um, I kind of mean it, but I also don't. You're all lovely people. Thank you for listening to this podcast. But climbing shoes, you have to wear shoes that are so tight that your toes curl over at the end and there is not a single gap, like air pocket, in your shoes and Jesus Christ is the most uncomfortable thing you can possibly for someone that likes shoes it's a really difficult thing to get your head around where it's like I know how shoes should fit I have a wardrobe full of lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of shoes (laughs) and you climbers with mangled up feet are telling me how my climbing shoes should fit but it's just part of the performance and things like this it just has to happen but yeah no it's uh it's a difficult process. There's like a good breaking period where you physically have to like grit, grin and bear the pain to, until they get mm. comfortable. But I suppose that probably doesn't count for Ollie's question. So thank you very much, Ollie Tiley, um, for sending in more questions. Keep them coming, mate. We really appreciate you. Um, last question, not sneaker related, unless you want to make it sneaker related, Scott, which is from at Dom K 96. What is your dream job? Um, do you have an answer for this, or do you need me to go again? Because I have an answer for this. Go, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I've never really thought of it. Maybe my dreams have been dashed along the way. Oh. I've got to revive them. I, I don't. I don't. I, yeah. I go. You. You have a. You go. Well, I tell you I'm what. Not, there isn't much. There isn't much that I've thought about this, and the only reason why I've thought about this is because a couple of people have told me about potentially doing this as a result of this podcast. And if I was to do it all over again, Scott, 1,000% I would try my absolute hardest to become a radio presenter. Like 1,000%. I feel the idea of being a radio presenter would be so cool. 
Um, but at this point, you're like, I know everyone's going to turn around and be like, oh, you're never too old to change careers, blah, blah, blah. Like, I've had people that have been like, oh, why don't you just join a local radio station and things like this. It gets to the point where it's really, really difficult for you to change careers without losing money or, or just being the older guy doing an entry-level job. Um, so, like I said, if I was to do it all over again, that would be the dream job. I'd love to be like a radio presenter, maybe like a mid-morning slot, like so not quite a breakfast show, but maybe like an 11 o'clock show until 3. I just feel like that would be the absolute dream for me. Um, not too sure what radio station it would be. But I think I'd, if I if I found a, a good little niche, I'd like to do a radio show. Maybe like a sports radio show. That would mm. be quite fun. Yeah. You'd have to go to America. Just I was going to say, basketball. yeah, basically what I want to do. Well, I tell you what I actually really want to do is just basically like be on like first take or something like that in America. Like radio's ideal because no one really wants to see this ugly mug. But if it has to be <laughs> TV presenting, that's either way, I want to basically present for a living. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, I think it's difficult because I've been, I say, quite fortunate. You can look at it kind of one or two ways. I do look at it being fortunate. I've, I've, I've had in my relatively young career. I've had a lot of jobs in different areas. I've, I've worked with animals. I work with children now. I've worked in business. I've worked in marketing. I've, you know, I've managed and run businesses. And I've, I've kind of had different, uh, yeah, kind of different experiences with different things and. It's difficult to, I can't. You think to yourself, oh, "This is the dream job," and then there's always something that kind of makes it a bit shit. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, Verity for you know wanted to work with animals, and she ended up running her own kennels, boarding kennels, where she was in charge, and she could get paid to, you know, kind of basically cuddle dogs all day. But it turns very quickly that yeah, it it's not quite as fun as as it as it turns out and it's it's very tricky because there's always going to be red tape and things that kind of mean that you can't do exactly as you want but I think the one thing that we've realized like I say doing the podcast and we've kind of spoken to other people about doing different podcasts because there's so many different kind of things that we've realized we have a lot of interest in with other people etc and yeah I mean radio presenting maybe not so much but I, I do enjoy talking to the public and enjoy doing this i you know if i if we, if we got paid to do this this would be fantastic it wouldn't be bad getting paid imagine doing doing this you could do a podcast on anything you could you know we could have multiple podcasts and just sit and talk to each other and different people for a living it'd be absolutely so lovely, what you're saying but, is you want uh, a podcast network so mondays is going to be sneakers tuesdays is going to be something else wednesdays is going to be something else yeah, you spend your entire day doing podcasts but just about different things yeah i mean i enjoy kind of yeah the, the the kind of the talking and talking to other people and it's interesting hearing i've always been interested in other in the other side of view so hearing people's opinions and things like that sometimes obviously sound absolutely ridiculous and i do quite like calling people out on some stupid things but it's it's quite interesting to hear how they got to that and where they got to it so yeah it's, it's nice talking to people and just hearing yeah, different stories and I, I, all these podcasts that you kind of listen to. It's very varied. I listen to a lot of things, and I think if you look at my Spotify and look at my last listened to podcast, it's probably an incredibly bizarre mix of things. But 
yeah, it's good. It's it's entertaining. It's fun. Um, it's also quite so yeah, interesting I, I, that both of us have picked jobs that are very similar to what we're doing with this, but also bearing in mind you're a teacher yeah. and I work in learning and development as a trainer. Um, how bizarre is it that we want to work in things that involve us talking for a living? Hey, who who would have thunk it? Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it seems to be we're kind of semi in the right place, but maybe in the slightly semi wrong <laughs> place as well. But uh, no, thank yeah. you very much for everyone that submits questions in. Really, really appreciate it and uh, keep them coming in the future. Like I said, uh, very much this section of the podcast very much relies on you guys. So please keep those questions coming in. Um, It does bring us on, though, to our first main uh, segment of the episode, uh, that being Shoes Round. For anyone that has no idea what I mean by Shoes Rounds, every single week we spend a little bit of time kind of looking back and reflecting on the biggest stories that are happening in the wonderful world of footwear. Um, This week it is me taking Shoes Round. So without further ado, I'll pass over to me for Shoes Rounds. Okay, so Scott, we are out of the Doubled Up Podcast studio. We are in the Shoes Round studio. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your lead anchor for today. And I tell you what, we have a juicy, juicy um, uh, story to, to tell the world today. And that is, Scott, can you believe it? Travis Scott is releasing another Air Jordan 1 Low. Um, This time we have seen images source online for a black slash phantom colorway. Scott, what do you think about this latest venture for Travis Scott? Fan-fucking-tastic. So now we've blown all of your minds um, with this week's shoes round. We are going to move on to our second uh, main segment of the podcast, and that is Double Up, Double Down. Uh, If you're not too familiar, every single week we look into our crystal ball. We pick a few shoes that are releasing this week that we, well, one that we like, a double up, one that we dislike, a double down, and a sleeper pick, one that we think is going to be lost a little bit amongst the hype. This week, Scott is taking Double Up, Double Down. So without further ado, I'll pass over to Scott for Double Up, Double Down. Thank you very, very much. Um, it's an interesting week this week. It's it's definitely a week for underrated shoes, I think. Uh, there's a lot of shoes that I could have put as sleeper picks this week, um, including Double Up, to be honest. Um, the Double Up this week is the New Balance Times This Is Never That 2002R, releasing on the 19th of August, my wedding day. Hey. Um uh, for £155, so a little bit pricier for a 2002 yeah. R. But this um, collaboration is with This Is Never That, um, a South Korean, a quite unique streetwear brand, um, and has gained quite a big um, fan base since it began collaborating specifically with New Balance. Kind of New Balance's hype has taken them to oh, new yes. heights as well, which is good to see. Um, but yes, they're doing two shoes. They've done a 2002 R. And they are also doing a 1906R. Um, but yes, I am choosing the 2002R simply Rightfully because... So. Well, yeah, it was more the fact I watched um, Full Size Run and Brendan Dunn described it as the pee-pee shoe because it does look like that someone's kind of had a little bit of a dribble on top of the mesh of this shoe and I can't unsee it now. It, the ageing is questionable at that. So uh, we'll go with that. But yeah, the 2002R... 
Um, I mean, realistically, it is a 2002R. We all know what they look like by now. Um, but it has some absolutely beautiful um, grey and kind of neutral grey um, mesh and suede upper. Um, very, very nice. Along the kind of the collar and the tongue, it's like a cracked leather, which we've seen quite a lot with Jordan releases. Yep. So it's interesting to see New Balance's take on this and how good the quality is. It looks really high quality. It's a lovely grey shoe with kind of some darker hits and kind of the light. It just looks really modern. It looks really nice, really high quality. It just, yeah, it's a very clean looking shoe. I don't think there's much to complain about with this, to be honest. No, 100%. Absolutely love it. The only thing to complain ever so slightly is the price. I do think with the 2002 on, you start creeping up to the 150 quid plus mark. I do mm -hmm. start questioning, is it really worth it? You buy a Salehi shoe? Maybe so. When I bought the Bapes, I kind of thought the 150-odd pound price tag was probably a little bit high. If you're someone that's going to go out and buy resale, then probably you think it's a steal. But for me, like, you can buy a decent 2002R for 100 quid. What makes this shoe an extra 50 quid? But hey-ho, the shoe itself looks bloody fantastic. I mean, Scott, not being funny, I love a grey runner. I now apparently love navy. We have a navy and grey runner here. So for me, this is like a win-win-win. As I said, I would have liked that retail price to maybe be about £130 rather than 155 But beggars Agreed. can't be choosers. But overall, um, it's, it's, it's a nice-looking shoe. Very, very nice-looking shoe. Um, I think the other silhouette in this pack is a little bit too techy for me. Um, I'm not 100% sold on it, but this is beautiful. I, I quite... I, did, I didn't mind the other shoe, but it was... In the images, especially on the New Balance site, that aging, um, seeing as the 2002 R is meant to be kind of the more modern take on New Balance, and the 1906 meant to be kind of an aged kind of, uh, well, I say blemished, but yeah, pre-aged kind of an older, a yellowing with it and stuff like that. It's meant to look kind of like an older shoe. It's it's just not a particularly well done aging. I think when you look at, especially right. seeing as we've talked about the the um, conversations amongst us and the way they've done it in terms of the, kind of the yellowing and stuff like that, it looks quite good. These look dirty. They look like someone has properly dirtied them and not in a particularly good yeah, way. Um, that's not ideal. So yeah, I'm not, um, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, like I say, the 2002 art, beautiful, very nice. The 1906, yeah, not so much. Um, but there is a new balance that is particularly worse um, than the 1906. And that is the new balance times Bryant Giles 2002R Mule um, coming in at £110, which is a lot of money seeing as half of the shoe has been cut off. Um, it, the 2002R Mule is essentially a slip-on new balance 2002R with the back missing, hence it's essentially kind of like a slip-on kind of croc thing slipper. It's, yeah, the Bryant Giles collaboration. Um, Bryant Giles is a collaborator. He's an artist um, based out of LA. And he, he puts a vibrant spin on it. Um, the uppers are crafted from kind of neutral canvases detailed with an array of embroidery, kind of abstract facial features, um, kind of his type of style. The, the, the embroidery and stuff's not too bad. It's probably not my taste, but it's art, each to their own. Um, with kind of, yeah, tonal texts that reads kind of what now, which sits on the heels and on to his recent work. But yeah, I mean, it's the design itself. I mean, we they, he did a proper 2002 art Agreed, in the khaki yeah. colorway, 
which are quite nice, but this, I am not sold on a Mule 2002R at all. A Mule, any, give me a Croc, give me a Merrill, give me a Beatnik, give me anything along those lines that are designed for that. This is not for me. This is very bizarre and I can't see people really rocking them, um, especially at £110 for a glorified slipper. It's a bit much. I can't work out whether I like it, Scott. Oh, really? I can't work out. Part of me thinks this is really <laughs> part of me thinks this is really really cool. And the other part of me sees this shoe and it reminds me of a very very specifically of a pair of black slip-on sketches that my mum had when I was about 10 years old. Um, sketches yes that's exactly what it reminds yeah, me of black slip yes. on sketches and I remember we went, we went in hospitals wearing we went on holiday to Florida and she wore them the whole trip um, she said they were mega comfy but like I said they were just kind of like this weird looking shoe I mean for a middle aged mum didn't look cool for the right person Scott you know this is going to be a shoe that someone is going to make look really fucking cool and you and I are going to be jealous of how cool they can make this shoe look. So this is why I can't quite decide whether I like it or not. I've talked enough shit about shoes that other people make good, make look good, sorry, um, that I, I'm not brave enough to, to sit on one side of the fence or the other. For me, I kind of slightly don't hate them. Does that make sense? kind of I guess I mean the problem I have with this more than anything is it's it's just you're paying you're I don't paying understand more, the purpose of it yeah and also you're paying more for this shoe than you are a standard 2002R for less of a shoe that's like buying a t-shirt for a tenner and buying a tank top for 15 doesn't really make sense yeah um Plus, I mean like we're both team beatnik we both love we a do beatnik, love a beatnik but the one thing that I am finding is if I had a pair of Crocs, I could wear them out in the garden right now. I ain't wearing my beatniks out in the garden right now because it's fucking hot. True. Like it's they have a place, but not specifically, not so much um, now. Um, and I think with the mule is this is the thing. I don't really know where it sits. I don't know who it's particularly for. Because you said if someone wants this type of shoe, chances are they're probably going to go buy some Sketchers instead. Mm, true. That being said, the point that you're making about Crocs, um, I will just bring up the most fantastic quotation that we've seen um, since the inception of the podcast from at dinosaur underscore in underscore trainers, a.k.a. Ian, who told us last week that um, Crocs are the bounty of the trainer world because only old people and weirdos like them. So, <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> absolutely amazing and i think for that reason is why i kind of like this shoe because <laughs> it's not for old people and weirdos there uh, i don't know i think you might have to be slightly weird to like these but also shout out to uh, ian because yeah he also called me the hype beast husband after i posted my off-white dunks <laughs> which uh, i quite enjoyed so well done oh, fair play beat husband. fair play um but yes, um, moving on from the double down, we'll move on to the sleeper pick. And um, this is there was like I said, there was a lot of options for sleeper picks, and I will say next week in particular, there is absolutely some fantastic. Next week sleeper is a picks big week. Too bad we're missing next oh. week, but hey ho. Oh. I know this thing. I feel like I might have to like. I'm sorry. The Air Max 95 Anatomy of Air Pair is top five shoe this year. 
top Phenomenal. five shoe this year. But if it wasn't the price, and like I say, I'm being conservative with money being spent, but that shoe, that is a pair that I will be hunting when I do oh, have money. thousand percent. 100%. I want that shoe eventually. A- absolutely fucking beautiful, but that was a, a strong candidate. There's also some very nice 97s, but for this week, sticking to dates, so releasing um, in a very short period of time, um, for £90 is the, I think it released on the, th- where have I got the date? Um, it is the 15th, the 15th, is the Adidas Forum 84 low in the kind of the, well, they're calling it the UNC colorway, Carolina blue. It is a Forum 84, um, which is a, a high quality forum. Like in terms of forums, if you do look online, you can have the forum, which is still good, but the Forum 84 the is that more want. premium. Um, that That's definitely the one that you're looking at. Um, and in this case, it's come in a beautiful kind of aged colorway with lovely UNC hits. I mean, the, the midsole, kind of a lovely sail midsole. Even the leather, the kind of the upper towards the back around the heel is like a more white, but still where the leather is cut, it is specifically aged. You can see it's kind of slightly browned and yellows, but then towards the front of the shoe, it's a slightly more kind of bone, slightly off-white leather. Sail laces, the UNC, like this shoe is absolutely stunning. Like it's like I say, it's coming in at 94, was it 90 pounds? But I mean, you'll be able to pick it's this up hit on Adidas sales, and things yeah. for... You'll be, I mean, get a student discount code on it, get yourself 35% off. This will be absolutely a steal. It is just an absolutely beautiful shoe. The second this goes in the sale, I'll be all over these. These are absolutely stunning. I'm big, big, big fan. I like them. Um, I did have to kind of get a little bit... You did have to confirm before hitting the record button on this podcast that this hasn't released before because I do feel as if, like, the forum can sometimes get a little bit dunky in the sense of I get a little bit lost in, like, when have they released this colourway and when have they not? And it does seem to be that what they basically do is bring out the same colourway, just one in white, one a little bit aged, one very aged, Mm -hmm. and that seems to be the formula. Um, like I said, I, I really like it. I don't wear a lot of like Carolina kind of like UNC blue. Uh, I don't like it. Um, it's not. No, I, I don't think I've got any. Not, I don't like it. It's just it doesn't really. It's not a colour that I ever reach for. So um, it's nice. I've got the Obsidian Jordans. Yeah, I think that's about it, yeah. But that's even a little bit darker, isn't it? Like, I know obviously it's supposed to. Yeah, like it, yeah. It, it doesn't feel. This feels very light blue. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it's a nice looking shoe. Lovely. Nice looking shoe. Like I said, if you can get it at a good price, like I said, the quality is going to be fantastic. Cut that strap straight off, you'll be laughing. <laughs> um, but yeah, Agrees. nice shoe. Um, overall, yeah. good solid pick, Scott. We're a little. I mean, two out of three, a hundred percent confirmed that we agree with. One that I'm not entirely sure whether I agree with you or not, but uh, maybe we'll get there. Uh, one of the things I will just say though is for anyone that wants to buy any of the shoes that we've discussed during this week's episode. Um, make sure that you head over to at tidy underscore tie-dye. Um, I'm sticking with the same language because uh, Mike clearly appreciated it last week. They sell a shitload <laughs> of socks. Um, uh, in serious, though, they uh, they Mike um, sells uh, block-dye socks, tie-dye socks, bleach socks um, in a stupid amount of colours. Um, any shoe that you're going to buy this week, you will be able to find socks for. Um, and if it's not a Nike shoe and you don't want to mix up brands, 
um, you can always ask Mike to uh, do a little bit of, of a bespoke package for you. So make sure that you go and hit up at tidy underscore tie-dye. Um, and also you can buy them on the Sneak Supply website as well. Now, Scott, we're going to close out the episode today with a little bit of a challenge rather than a game. I know the last couple of weeks we have been doing the comparison game, comparing shoes to other situations. Um, and in light of a recent conversation that you and I had, um, we're doing a slightly different challenge this week. You and I were having a conversation here in the UK and probably around the world as well. The cost of living is, of course, shooting up and up and up. And we are having lots of discussions with people about the fact that they can't necessarily afford as many shoes um, as they once could. Um, and lots of conversations with people about the fact that sales might be the way forward for those people that want to buy shoes, have a passion for shoes that can't necessarily um, afford the increased cost of new releases. So I set us a little bit of a challenge this week, Scott. I wanted us to try and come up with collectively as a podcast the best five-day rotation we could from the sales in all of the major UK retail sites. Now, what we are going to do is we have both come up with five shoes each. We are going to present those shoes and collectively we are going to come up with a five-day rotation that is not only the best, but the cheapest. So, Scott, I think what we kind of agreed before hitting records was we're just going to give one shoe each and decide out of those shoes which one's going to go through, almost like a rotation game kind of style. Is that the way we're going to do it? I think so. Cool. Yeah. All right, well, my first shoe... Um, is a shoe that I really wanted to buy originally. Um, didn't didn't think it was going to sell out. It, I think it sold out on the Adidas website, but hasn't everywhere else. And that is the extra large times Adidas Campus 80 in the purple colorway. The shoe itself, mostly purple premium suede on the upper. Um, some nice kind of black kits uh, across the stripes and on the uh, sole. And it has a cool zebra print lining. Um, I have a bit of a kind of affiliation with extra large or, or kind of a love affair with extra large again going back to um the uh, rucksack society i remember when the shop first opened aaron and the guy said to me if i hand out a bunch of leaflets they'll give me any t-shirt for free in the store and i picked this white extra large t-shirt and i wore it until it basically fell apart i loved it um so kind of i i really really like the brand because of that kind of nostalgia um from end you can pick them up for 45 pounds £45 for a cool collaboration, something that's a bit funky, great quality, really, really good solid pick in my opinion. So yeah, the extra large times Adidas Campus 80. Scott, what have you got for your first shoe? Um, my first shoe, um, I kind of created a, a bit of a roster Ooh, you know, a because roster. There, there, was just, there was just so many good pairs that were kind of jumping out. Now mine aren't, uh, yeah, they're slightly more expensive, I think, in terms of the collation, but I, I wanted a bit of variety in there. But if we're going for a pair, um, I think an, an absolutely beautiful pair, um, and we'll go with the ZX, um, and it is the adidas um zx 8000 in the aqua tones colorway as they're calling it on asos 67 quid um it's in sale pretty much everywhere but it is a beautiful colorway of that shoe it is just the 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 comfort of the zx 8000 is great and i know you've kind of fallen out of love but there's not there's been no zx that have really jumped no. out of me um the, weirdly the only zx that i've looked at and gone damn that's nice is the recent Special um, ZX, which was lovely, beautiful tones, but not particularly something that I was looking at. But this is, I've 
constantly been looking at this pair um, and I think 67 quid um, in terms of quality not to mention it is 67 pound but there is extra sale codes and extra like student discount on this. I think I managed to figure out that I could get a pair for four. I was going to say it's it's, it's it's like yeah, it's in sale everywhere. But it is such a beautiful colorway of that shoe. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's um, yeah, I'm very I'm very surprised that it even got that far. But there must have been absolutely shit on the stock. Yeah. So yes, um, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, an interesting one. Your your previous love versus. Because which which colorway were you going for so with the? But the... both on end are both forty five quid. I was going with the purple colorway because again, my mum's favourite colour is purple. So not only am I going to go with the nostalgia for the fact that I'm a big fan of extra large, my mum's favourite colour is purple as well. So I'm throwing that one in there as well. So yeah, for me, it's just like a nice little perfect storm. And quite frankly, if end end up doing one of these like extra twenty percent off their sales, I mean, not being funny, for less than forty quid, I'll probably end up picking a pair up. Um, I really, really mm. like that shoe. Um, I know the Campus 80 is, is kind of almost like a Stan Smith-shaped shoe, so it's kind of got that mm. nice shape to it. Um, but yeah, I just thought it's a collaboration as well, and I think that's one of the things as well. I thought, you know what? You can say to someone, oh, this is a so-and-so collaboration. It's got a little bit of pizzazz to it rather than just a GR. Nothing wrong with some GRs, but I think if you can get a cool collaboration at a really cheap price, it just adds an extra like style point to the shoe. I will say I I saw this pair. I've seen this pair in the sales for ages. I mean, there's actually you can actually get them from Matches Fashion for thirty four quid. Oh, currently. bargain! Um, which is mad. I didn't know what extra large was, and they it's a skate were brands. Yeah, just just not not for me at all. Weirdly, like I say, for the price of them, it's a bit of a no brainer. I tell you what, in that like, case, then should we go with this? If, if, if I'm the only, if I'm the only one that really likes the Adidas Campus, both of us can. I think there's some the nostalgia ZX. there for you, isn't there? There's some nostalgia there for you. I think this this ZX colorway is it's a beautiful, beautiful colorway. Um, if um, yeah, it's it's one of these annoying things though because there's so and this is the, what we're kind of trying to promote here, I guess, is there's so much new product that keeps coming. You kind of you sit there and you go, it'll be fine because they won't go anywhere, and I'll get them yeah, dirt yeah, cheap. Yeah. And you kind of but actually now this is things that people I'm I'm seriously considering. You know, looking forward. So yes, if you need to satisfy should, should the bug, we, should we pick the... like this is. The ZX. Can we pick the ZX then? Yeah, we'll go for the ZX. Let's go I think with the overall, ZX. I just have this weird kind of, like I said, I love purple, I love extra large, so therefore like I really, really like that shoe. But actually, I think more people are going to like the uh, ZX in the mainstream. Um, yeah. Second shoe. Um, again, I've gone for another you... cheap collaboration. Go on. Um, did you, did you want to go first? or? Well, I, I've got a pair that I'm, I'm pretty sure that we should both have, and I'd be amazed if we didn't. Okay. And I think this is quite a, a shocking turn of events that i didn't realize until you pointed it out the other day and that my second pick was the black patter club c right okay so i was going to put this in there but not everyone likes a triple black shoe and that's one of the reasons why i haven't put that in there it's a patter black collaboration it's basically got a full size run not to mention they're still doing an extra 25% off if you get a blue light or so a student this discount is, code. So, so just, you can pick these up for £50. Yeah, just to confirm, pattern, yeah, just to confirm for everyone, this is the Pata Reebok Club C in the triple black colourway. The shoe itself is just a, an all-black 
Club C, Pato logo on the sides. This is directly on the Reebok website. It's not something that was available in many retailers. It's either you buy it on the Reebok website or you buy it from Pato stores. Mm. Uh, and on the Reebok website, because it's designed as a shoe that never sells out, I think the website's bugging a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like It's a shoe that because it's supposed to never sell out, there's shitloads of stock for it. So they're probably just like, oh, it's an old shoe. It needs to go in the sale. I don't know. I feel like there's something wrong with this because this will not be in the sale if you buy it directly from Pata. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, it's, 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 it's like 68 quid, but with the extra discount, if you do have a student discount or a thing or a blue light, like I said, 50, 50 quid. Pounds. Yeah. And for a winter from shoe, I'm, like I said, oh. this is definitely, I really want this for a winter beater, an all black leather. I honestly, Scott, yeah. I have worn the white pair so much. I noticed I wore them to the climbing gym yesterday and I cut my finger climbing. There's blood in mine. They've got dirt all over <laughs> them. They're fucked, the white pair. Wear your shoes. Um, but I love them. I put them on every single day without fail. So the black pair is an essential. Well, um, the shoe that I yeah. suppose, the only shoe that I would possibly put that up against um, is, uh, I think if we're thinking, I don't know. I'll tell you what, I'll just go with mine in order. I'm not going to start fucking about to do like nice matchy, matchy things. Um, I went with another collaboration, um, SNS times New Balance 237. Um, the shoe that is basically a grey runner, hits of pink, blue snake skin on the New Balance logo and things like this. £44 on SNS currently. So a shoe that, I mean, the 237 isn't the most favourable silhouette in the world. It retailed at about £110, but the fact that you can pick up an SNS New Balance for £44, for me, that's a bargain. Um, but that being said, Scott, I think I am going to have to go with the Pata um, Rebox just because if we're but like I, I think the Pata Rebox are something else um, and not a lot of people like the 237 more people I think like uh, Club C and we've got one runner mm. we should probably have a flat sole shoe for the people that like a flat sole oh, 100% I just want to also point out that all the shoes that we have picked we have picked because there are good size runs of yeah, these yeah, shoes yeah, yeah. they are available in our sizes yeah. there is a good like this all the ones that yeah. I've picked have multiple sizes but this isn't like there's one a really four and obscure and a half. pick this is there is genuinely good stock available um so yeah this is uh yeah quite quite amazing to be honest um well but there we I'll are tell you what, i'll do the next one and i'm hoping this means that i might get one of the shoes because so far we've got two out of two for you and um seeing as my last pair of new balance didn't work i'm gonna go with a new balance pair this time and i've gone with the new balance rc 1300 in the black and white colorway um foot patrol has them for a really good size run um and maybe maybe it might have just been my size i can't remember but i did make sure that all of these are in at least a uk nine um and it's 70 pounds a shoe that normally retails at over 100 pounds it's that nice kind of like dad shoe style um silhouette and for 70 pounds i think that's a really really good shoe it's ha it's got a little bit of popularity at the minute because the rc 1300 has had collaborations with ronnie and kith in recent years so there's a lot of people that might have wanted the ronnie pair that couldn't well now you can get a discounted pair of a black pair and not being funny black and white new balance you can't really go wrong with that so yeah the rc 1300 is my pick yeah, I think it's a very, very, very solid pick. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, big fan. Um, I am going to go for um, the Adidas Originals Forum 84 Low in the white and red colourway. Um, £64. Beautiful, beautiful colourway. Um, I must admit that I keep seeing... Um, 
Sugi Seiferson, um posting up pictures of his pair and he batters them and they always look absolutely fantastic. Again, ASOS are currently they're doing an additional 20% off sale. So again, you pick these up for around 50 quid. Um, it's just, it's it's so difficult. Like both, I mean, I love, I think the, the RC um, 1300s a beautiful yeah, yeah. shoe. Um, so yeah, I think, again, these are a pair that I have a voucher currently that I was given from work for ASOS. So once the uh, additional 20% um, comes back on, I think I missed it last time. They will be uh, coming into my basket very, very quickly. Um, so yeah, it, they're beautiful, um, but yeah, I mean, just both very, very good pairs. Yeah. Um, I would probably say that a forum is a little bit more wearable nowadays. It's sad, it's sad for me to say. I mean, uh, we weren't going to do this as a versus battle, but I feel like at this rate we probably should have because you are currently beating me. Um, this was the most expensive pair that I had in my list at 70 quid. I made sure that I tried to get shoes that were as cheap as I possibly could. In fact, all five pairs that I've picked come up to a total combined £201, which is silly mm-hmm. for five shoes when I kind of go through the last two. Um, there's a real good collection there. But not being funny... If we're going to go with a white leather shoe, a forum, I feel like you need a white leather shoe in a five-day rotation, right? Something yeah. that is a little bit um, more robust. So I think, yeah, we'll go with the forum on this one. Um, all right, three to you, Scotty Boy. What are you going for number four? Um, I'm going to go for the most expensive shoe that I've picked. Ooh, okay. um, it is the most expensive shoe. It's £100. I think I know which one it pounds. is because I was going to pick this. But it... In terms of value for money, I think this is very good value for money. And I think if you are looking at spending money on a pair of shoes and you are normally expecting to be paying, you know, over the £100 mark, I think this is a a damn good choice. Um, And it is the... It's they're currently sat on Foot Patrol. Um, they're sat on a couple of websites, actually, but it is the Air Max 95... And it is in, let me see what they've actually put the specific colorway as so that we can find it. Um, but it is a colorway that I'm pretty sure you said down the line. Um, you I know exactly a big, the one. It's the of. one that's like a neon, but it's, it's like a faded it neon. It doesn't actually have a specific colorway. That's the um, one that you're on about, isn't it? Yeah, faded neon. Rise, rise, rise Unity um, iteration. Um, very colorful. Um, but yes, it is. Uh, in terms oh, wait, of which one are you talking about? The, let me send it through or send it through. Um, it is essentially, so the, it's a 95, nice kind of aged midsole. And then the upper kind of goes from like a dark green to a blue, to a sale, to a yellow, to the white. Oh, £100. I missed this one. They're, I think they're fantastic. For £100, I think value for money wise, it's a good, good choice. Um 95s are very good they're very wearable yeah let's put it this way if you're paying 100 quid for a shoe you could wear that shoe every day for years and it would still hold up it's a very durable shoe i think you'll get good value for money out of it but it is definitely on the more expensive side but yeah yeah, i big big fan of that one. i considered putting the 95 in there that was the one that was like i said the kind of like faded neon colorway again i can't remember exactly what um what the color is yeah i know which one you mean listeners that know about 95s you'll know um well the shoe that i picked for number four scott was a shoe that i actually own and i really really like and despite the fact that i don't wear a lot of adidas anymore um it is something that i do reach for still quite frequently being the adidas consortium eqt csg 91 which is currently 50 pounds on hannon um and not being funny it is a classic og colorway white runner 
Gray hits, nice green over the top for 50 quid. That is an absolute steal in my opinion. Again, as soon as that shoe dropped, I made sure that I got a pair, um, paid full price for them, and I just think they're a really, really nice shoe. I was a little bit disappointed because I also bought the the um, EQT 93 from that collection, and the materials weren't great. But the 91 is really, really good. And like I said, for anyone that wants that kind of nostalgia in their five-day rotation, they might want the EQT in there. That is the only reason that I didn't put that shoe in is because I remember very vividly you saying one of them was really shit quality and I couldn't decide if it was the 93 or the 91. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I say, handed this up, 50 quid. Um, Yeah, I I think there's, it's a good shoe. Um, I've got the um, the extra extra butter. butter. Um, The dog pair, they're absolutely fantastic. Absolutely love that pair. Um, So... Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm very happy to go with the EQT. To be honest, I've I got think one. It's great, and I, and I think I think there's some really nice um, variations also yeah, in the sale. Slightly more expensive, but like you know, there, there's a Gore-Tex pair for, that you can pick up for like seventy five yeah. quid. You know, if you're looking for something really durable, again, it's a good option. So yeah, I'm. I'm happy. Um, I'm happy to concede. All right, fair play, fair play. Um, uh, last pair that I've picked, Scott. Um, I'm not that confident. I reckon you'll be able to find a better pair than this. But the only reason why I picked this, the only reason why I'm saying that is because we already have a good cheap white shoe in our um, roundup. And that is on Offspring for £55. You can buy the Nike Air Trainer 1 Photon Dust, which an Air Trainer 1, very popular at the minute, obviously with the recent Travis Scott shoes and things like this. If you're thinking, damn, I've missed out on the Travis Scott Air Trainer 1s, uh, the Photon Dust Air Trainer one for fifty five quid is a very good deal. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, th- I think I don't know what else you've got on your list. You might be able to pull out something that you uh, can top that. Um, but for a shoe that's basically white, grey, again a classic silhouette, um, very very nice shoe. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, can't really complain. Um, there's some very nice um, colorways of the Air Trainer. Um, I think it's a it's a underrated shoe um but i'll go with my last and this is a bit of a kind of a, a curveball um 88 pounds so again kind of slightly higher but again i think in terms of value for money i think it's certainly up there um and it's from offspring as well and it is a saucony oh okay it is the saucony shadow six thousand in the chocolates the chip colorway yep. that's what i remember the on. specific yep. name that is a beautiful shoe yeah that's um, i was very very angry that it only went up to a ten and a half and seemingly didn't go any higher anywhere which is really annoying but everybody i know that's got that shoe is just Absolutely like loves it in terms for 140 pounds retail it was a bargain for 88 pounds it it seems like an absolute steal um yeah, the I can't remember what the specific name of it was. Now it was um it was to do with poker chips. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. but it was um yeah, absolutely um beautiful um colorway. I think absolutely beautiful shoe materials, fantastic. Yeah, I I think it's a it's a interesting pick. I like it. Like I said, I I must have missed that. I was kind of scrolling through quite quickly, and I was trying to find find as cheap as I possibly can. Like I said. 
the, the shoes that I've picked, 45 quid, 44 quid, 70, 50, 55. Which is not being funny, if you saw anyone with any of the shoes I've picked on their feet, you're going to think they're all great shoes. Like I said, 201 pounds. I mean, a lot of people are paying that for dunks at the minute and you can get five really, really good shoes for 201 pounds. So you can do this cheap. So you have picked a couple, Scott, that are maybe a little bit more on the pricey range. But as you said, value for yeah. money, they're still very, very good. So overall, so I like I said, I think the Saucony should go through. I'm very, very happy with that. Give a little bit of... Uh, it shouldn't just all be Adidas and New Balance and Nike that we're having in this list. And I think so I really, really like that. So what so far we've got pick number one was from you. Pick number one was we end up with the ZX um, eight thousand in the Aquatones colorway, which is available in the sale from pretty much everywhere. Absolutely spot on. We then went with the Pata Times Reebok Club C in the triple black colorway. Not only that, there's a charitable aspect to that shoe, so we definitely want to be giving money to charity, mm-hmm. um, supported supporting the black community. So 100%, we want to include that one in there. Um, we then had for number three, which was yours. This was the Adidas Forum 84 Low in the red and white colorway. We then had the Adidas Consortium EQT CSG 91 in the original colorway. Um, and then finally, like I said, the Saucony Shadow 6000 in the chocolate chip um, colorway. Not a bad five-day rotation. And like I said, every one of those shoes are under 100 quid. So, um, it, yeah. It's... It shows that if you do look around, and I know we kind of all get sucked into the hype of buying, you know, pairs that are just coming out and all this, but with the prices going up, we said Jordan's 165 quid. It shows that there is some really good stuff. The Saucony's for 88 quid, absolute bargain. You know, the fact that you've got forums. There's dead hype collaborations um, yeah. that are in the sale with Adidas, um, Gore-Tex pairs. You've got 95s that will potentially be future grails um, in terms of colorways that will kind of that are drop in. It, there's so much and don't, yeah, I think now more than ever, um, we kind of, yeah, we need to start being a bit sensible with our pennies. And uh, I think, yeah, looking in the sales is not a bad way to go because there is some damn good stuff knocking around. 100%. 100%. Maybe we'll do a little bit more focus in the coming episodes of uh, some steals and things like this. We shall see. Like I said, I think everyone's trying to focus more towards uh, saving as much money as we possibly can. But with that, I liked that. I like a little bit of a challenge like that. I think we did both We both did very, very well there, Scott. So bravo. And we both had something completely different. Yeah. Both of massively. us, our five days were completely different. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it shows that there is a there's lot a shitload out there. Out there. And, there was, and there were obviously <laughs> shoes that we left out as well. So there's a lot of decent, very, very decent shoes that we could all be picking up for, for cheap. Um, but with that, I'm just going to close the episode out and say thank you for listening to the Doubled Up podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Doubled Up Podcast um, on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can find me, Matt, at Matt underscore or Sibley underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me at underscore sneaker teacher. And thank you very much for listening again, guys. See you next time. Goodbye.